0: especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Today, I got to sit down with one of my very best friends and have a discussion that we've had oftentimes just about how difficult parenting is. And we thought maybe there were people out there who could relate. We talk about our struggles and things that we've had some success in and just how hard it is to be a conscious parent. So I hope you enjoy the episode and please leave a review or a rating. We would love to hear from you. So let's talk about, Claudia, what's hard about parenting? Like what, what do you find the hardest thing about parenting? I mean, not I all mean, 25 things. Just I was what? like, that's a complicated question. You know, I think it's so much. I think growing up, um, all I ever really wanted to do was be a mom. And I always just wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I wanted to do for my child what my mom did for me. And then I had my baby. And and within a week, I um, that fantasy was quickly ripped out from under me. (laughs) And ever since then, I've been trying to get my feet underneath me. And it's been 12 years and I'm still struggling. I mean, you know, it's complicated. And I think there are a tremendously ton of things that are difficult for me personally. I would say the hardest thing for me is setting limits and boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, seems like kind of a easy, small subject, but it's so linked into so many other things. And it's, it's a real challenge. Yeah. I think you're, I mean, I think there's lots of people who like, how do you set a boundary when we were kids? I know my dad set the boundary like you do it or else. And it was all fear. So I, you know, I operate in this place of fear. So when I became a mom, I was like, Oh, I'll just use fear. That'll, that'll work. I'll scare them into behaving. Yeah. And I think we, we, we do what we have learned. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point. I don't think there were a lot of limits and boundaries set on me. Yeah. So I think that's probably why I struggle with it. Yeah, because it was never done to me. I was never taught how to do it. And, um, you know, and it's been interesting because I can now understand how that has affected my life. And now I'm watching my inability to do it with her. I'm seeing how that is trickling out in her life. And it's not good. What do you see with her? I mean, what do I see with her? I see her. um, I want to say, I don't know if not being flexible is a very good word, but um, she's very used to getting her own way. And um, so I see that playing out in her friendships. Mm -hmm. I see it in her relationship with us, just like not not being equally as giving as we are. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, because she's so used to us doing everything for her because we don't just set a limit around very basic things. Yeah. And let's also note that she's an only child, which also plays into a lot of that. Totally. 100 percent. Yeah. It's a different dynamic raising an only child. Yes. They don't have to compromise. Yes. Well, and she's a very strong-willed child. (laughs) Yeah, let's get that out there, too. She's an Esme Carlson, everybody. She is an Esme, and and they are very similar. Claudia and I, we we have, we love this story. We, we, Uh, we try to go on vacation in the summer together. And when they, I don't know, it must've been like, what is it? Four or five years ago. And they're racing. I don't know. Yeah. Longer. I don't even know. We're all walking from a park or somewhere and we're going to the car. And those two are trying to speed walk as fast as they can to get in front of the other one to be the first one into the car. And it was Every single time we got in the car, and P is of course like sixty yards back, like yeah. doing who knows what. But those yeah. two just like they are strong. Yeah, very strong-willed, which makes it doubly hard to, to set it. the limit and boundary. But um, I know that that's my work. Yeah, that's well, my work, and it's been you know twelve years of continuously looking at this topic and subject and trying to evolve and glow you have evolved and grown. Like you have to give yourself credit. Like you really, you've, you know how to set a limit with her if you need to. And you know that it's going to come with some feelings. Yes. Well, and then there's that, right. And then there's that. I mean, that's a big part of it too, is being afraid of her intense, intense feelings, which has also prevented me from wanting to set the limit because I don't want to deal Right. And maybe that also is back to your childhood where those intense, did you even have those intense feelings as a kid? And they seem like they're so wrong or big or emergency, like because they weren't commonplace when you were growing up. Yes. Yeah. What else, Claudia, what else do you find? I know for me, I think what's hardest is um, dealing with my idea about, first of all, like you said, my fantasy about how childhood is going to be. If I could just be loving, then everything would be fine if I could give them everything they wanted, they would never have feelings and we wouldn't have a problem. And I think coming to terms with that was hard. And also like I had all these ideas about behavior, kids should just behave and I'm going to squash them until they do and that will work. Mm -hmm. And trying to unravel that has been really hard. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, unraveling it all. I mean, it's interesting that we're talking about parenting, but what I'm noticing is that so much of that comes back to my own dysfunctional patterns and upbringings. And, you know, like a lot of times I blame this relationship on her. She's difficult. She's strong willed. She's this, she's that. But when I really look at it, it's my inability to engage in a strong, confident way. And it's really not her at all. And when I recognize that, uh, you know, I get a tremendous amount of guilt And sadness that comes over me because I've spent so long pinning it on her. Yeah. And I know she feels that. And I know she picks up on that and picked up on it throughout her life. I mean, she knows I love her, but I know she knows she's a lot for me. And I think then she internalizes that. And um, it's really painful and sad to know and to watch my inability to do something correctly with limits and boundaries really is what it always comes back to me. Yeah. If I could just do that with empathy and kindness and not let it trigger me so much. But that's a huge ask, by the way, Claudia. I mean, it seems like a lot of people have it down. Well, not some people struggle. No, no, I, I think you're right. Some people don't. I don't struggle with that so much. I do struggle with the being kind about it, but I don't yeah. struggle with the limits. I need to come the other way, you know, like be yeah, softer know. and kinder. I'll, I'll, I'll limit you to death if you I want. I know. Well, to you remember. and I are a good team that way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. But and I've come a long way in my limits. I, 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 I mean, I hate to say it, but I barely have any anymore because I don't really need them so much. But when I do need one, I, I'll do it. But I think. Lots of people struggle in this way, right? A lot of people. I have a new client who struggles in this way. And he's, you know, he's having a hard time. Like he wants to just just make it be okay. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I think I motivate from that place a lot. I want everything to be okay. Yeah. And when it's not, then we somehow believe that everything's wrong and we catastrophize and we go to a bad place, like, I've done everything wrong. She's bad. We're bad. It's all bad. But it's it's just normal growing up stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I like what you said about how it isn't them really. I know. I mean, that's a, um, it's been a a good realization, but a painful one that all this time I've been pinning it on her and I know she picks up on it. Um, They're just kids. I know. I know it's not her. It's my inability to parent in, the, in, in, in a stronger way. I don't know, better way. I don't know the right way to say it, but in a less fearful way. Oh yeah. I mean, I loved that post that you just put up the other day about parenting out of fear. And I think, I think I do that a lot. I'm afraid all the time. Yeah. I'm afraid to set the limit. I'm afraid of her feelings. I'm afraid I'm doing it wrong. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah. (laughs) And it's exhausting. Yeah. And I think we we confuse confidence with harshness. Um, Maybe you know, we do that. I do that. Yes. I used to do that a lot. I, 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 I was like, cause I remember you would tell me when I was parenting with oh, yeah. like so much harshness, you're like, I am just, you just, you do it. And yeah. I'm you like, blew me away. Yes, but you I was like, blowing you away well, in I like the worst way. I mean, now I can see, now I can see that it was, it was what it was, but hmm. now I can see. Bad. You know, yeah. I can see how much you've shifted and i um, been able to pull that back. And yes. But I think we'll have those limits and boundaries, built with kindness. Yes. And I think it's the confidence gets confused with harshness and the confidence really is just allowing whatever happens to happen, you know, with more just like empathy and understanding and kindness or whatever, and not getting so worried about things, not worrying that they're going to turn out to be these psychopaths if we don't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Cause Harper's going to be fine, Claudia. Oh, I totally believe that, and I and know you... that in my soul and in my spirit. Like she's got it. Like she's I totally really, got I it. really do. Totally, one hundred percent believe that. Yeah. When I can stand in that place, it's better. But you know, it's not always easy to to be in that place. No, but she's going to be but great. She is. I mean, I've said this the whole time. She's smarter than I am. <laughs> she's smarter than I am. She gets it better than I do, but she does because she had a great mom. Like you're beating yourself up around this, you know, limit stuff, but you do a lot of really incredible things with her that she's gleaned from and that she operates in and that she knows herself and she's confident. And like, she's telling you like, nah, ma I'm cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think she's good. I think the other thing that I've struggled with is enmeshment. Um, because I certainly grew up very enmeshed with my mother and you know, loved it in a lot of ways and kind of kind of wanted to recreate <laughs> that with right back in there, just crawl back yes. in there. it's a and happy she's place. So good like Harper knows what yeah. her limits are with me, and she's able to speak up and say them. And I really admire and respect that and try to. Provide space for that, even though, like, in my heart, I'm like, I want more. (laughs) (laughs) But then I just try and smother my pets instead. Well, thank you. You can just get them more dogs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Rescue more cats. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's where you can put it because she'll leave soon. And then who will you be enmeshed with? I know. Yeah. I love the holidays and have tried in years past to create a warm experience for my girls. Often my expectations were dashed because I failed to make connection the center of my holiday plans. And I also failed to use connection when I struggled during those holiday events. This year, I created a free guide, how to navigate the six trickiest holiday moments. It's designed to help you with travel, food, relatives, gifts, divorce, and a few others that are hard to unravel during the holidays. Go to www dot peace and parenting la.com forward slash holidays and download your free guide today or find the link in the show notes i'm wishing you a warm and happy holiday season obviously parenting has brought up a ton of growth and work for myself yeah i think that's important i think for me too like it wasn't really it wasn't about my kids at all no Really wasn't. It wasn't one thing about them. Sure. I have one that's really hard to parent. Yeah, (laughs) She gives me a run for my money and it hadn't pushed me farther, but it wasn't about her. That child is going to be who she's going to be regardless of, you know, sure. I have some influence, but she is who she is. Yeah. And it wasn't her, but I I mean, I think that's, I think that's a really actually, actually really good, interesting piece. It's like, I think so many parents feel like we, I mean, we have to instill morals and values and this and that by like having these, I don't know, lessons and you know, these lessons, punishments yes. and yes. talks and lectures and yes. explanations. And I, yes. And I do think that if you are a good person and you model good relationships and you model healthy ways of living in the world, you know, they'll observe that and they will pick up on it naturally. You always tell me they're going to learn their lessons through their friends and through their classmates and through the world. And we should be there to support them and love them. I mean, we don't have to teach them every lesson. No, because it it will ruin our relationship, by the way. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do this. Oh, you should do that. I mean, would you want somebody walking around telling you what you should and shouldn't do all day long? No, I would hate that person. I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, when Harper, you know, she's always loved hip hop and I would always come to you and be like, oh, my God, she's listening to this stuff and it's got the worst swear words and blah, 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 blah. And is she going to go to her teacher and tell him that, you know, F off? And you were like, no, she knows, you know, she knows the difference between what she can say to you and what she can say to, you know, she knows. And you're right. She does know. She never told the teacher to F off. No, I'm sure she wanted to, but no, she didn't. Good for her for wanting to. I mean, we want that will to be there. We just don't want her to act on it. But she, they know, right? And then I think we worry, we're fearful. If we don't teach them these things, they're going to be bad kids or right. bad adults. They are learning the lessons. I see it now with Harper and her friends and I see it with her and her schoolwork. And uh, what did I do the other day? Oh yeah. I um, asked her, I had hurt my leg and I asked her to please go make me a cup of tea. I love this. I know. And she said, no, I'm so sorry. I'm too tired. And I was like, <laughs> um, I wanted to yell at her and I wanted to be like, get up and get me the freaking tea. And I was really stuck in that moment. Like, do I set a limit? Do I shame her? Do I berate her? Like, what do I do? Like, I'm sitting there. I can't walk on my leg. I do so much for this kid. Give me a darn glass of tea. (laughs) And she didn't. And I really struggled with it that night and didn't know how to manage it. Didn't know how to deal with it. Knew I didn't want to shame her about it, but really kind of didn't know how to manage it. And then, you know, I just said to her later in the night, you know what? It really bummed me out when you didn't get me that tea. I feel like I do a lot for you. And, you know, just every now and then it would be nice if you could do something for me when I need it. And that was it. And then the next day and ever since then, she's been so super helpful. Feeding the cat, setting the table, doing all of her chores, doing everything. You know, oh, let me help you with the groceries, mom. Like doing things. That she doesn't normally do because I think it resonated with her. Because you didn't get mad. You didn't didn't get mad and shame her. Shame her. And I didn't. You let it sit. Turn off the TV and say, you know, I didn't do any of that. Yeah, I let it sit, and I do Mm -hmm. think that that gave her time to to sit with it, and she's she's shifted. Who knows how long it'll last? So it's it's, fine. Yeah, it's fine. But she got it. I think that's an important tool for teenagers is to really you know, not shame them, not embarrass them, not punish them and really let that internal shame and that my dad yes. was on the podcast and he said, I just, when they say stuff, I don't like, I just, you know, I'm just quiet and I just wait. And then if I wait long enough, they always apologize Uh huh. Yes. and that feels better. Uh-huh. Then what the alternative is or what many people go to this big, like kerfuffle, like, blah, 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 you know, totally. and it was so hard because in that moment, I was like, I'm a bad parent. Why won't she get me my tea? I should be setting this, you know, I should make this a big deal. And I didn't like in the moment I was like really struggling with it. And then I was like, well, just take a breath. Don't shame. Don't punish. And you know, you could say, I said a little something that I felt like I needed to do, which I probably didn't even need to do that, but I did. Whatever. And, um, she sat with it and it shifted for her. Good. That's good. That's really good. And I think for somebody who struggles with, with limits too. And I think you've said this before, like you don't know where and what limits to set, or you get to a place where you haven't set it in the limit for a long time. And then you're like, I'm sticking in on this one because I'm, I'm, I'm done. (laughs) Right. And maybe that one is wasn't the best one to stick in on. And then when you stick in on it, it's like, it's big. Yeah. I mean, that's, I do do that, but I think that's, you know, it's like, you got to go extreme before you come to the middle. Agreed. You know, I'm like, at least I'm setting a limit. Is it the right place to stick? Probably not. But you feel <laughs> but I got to start You're somewhere. Just, just practicing. Yeah, I'm practicing. I know, like, I know she thinks I'm probably so. She does not. She loves you to death. we love her yeah she is she's a pretty amazing little sweet yeah we love her so much anything else you think that's interesting that you want to in part on anybody who possibly will, <laughs> will be listening to this. You know, the only other thing that's really coming up for me right now is like I feel like Harper doesn't really come to me to talk about stuff. I feel like there's some sort of she doesn't trust me or she doesn't feel like I'm going to listen or I'm going to come in too strong with my opinion. Yeah. Or whatever it is. There's there's something that's keeping her from sharing certain parts of her life, you know, whether it's around friendships or boys or whatever. What do you think? I mean, I think it's a few things. I think I don't do a great job of just listening. I think maybe I do come in strong with my opinions and my Mm -hmm. advice. Yeah. And that's just I think she's basically trying to tell me that's not what she needs. She needs me to just be quiet and hold a supporting space for her and even like ask her questions to help her figure it out. What do you think you should do? Yeah. What does that feel like? Yeah. How do you think you should manage it? If you did that, what would happen? I mean, I think that would be such a better approach. And I've learned that now because I'm like, why won't she come to me? Why doesn't she talk to me? Blah, blah, blah. And so I've had to really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm really trying to not be reactive. I'm trying to listen and I'm trying to be more curious. Like with the social stuff. Yes, with yeah. anything she'll come yeah. to me with. Oh, like school. I hate school. And instead of being like, well, you'll have a better day tomorrow. You know, <laughs> that's I mean? the worst. I know. I'm like, well, tell me what you hate most. Yeah. Tell me everything. Tell me the I most know. miserable part. Yes, I hate it too. What else? Yeah. I hate math. Yes. But you know, like. Yes. Which is really, it's hard for me because I just come in and make it be okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that is such the biggest thing I'm learning right now is that, yeah, I have to differentiate from her and be supportive to her and believe in her ability to sort through stuff and support her way through that. I think too, why all this is coming up, which I think is important to note too, is that she's 12. And I think that's a big, shift in your parenting and the way, because you're going, you're going to the next level, like they're not a toddler or they're not a school-aged right. kid anymore. And you have to learn how to parent just a bit differently Yeah, and be more of a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. I mean, it's been an interesting shift and um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh-huh. never uh-huh. a dull day. Uh-huh. Same, same Zeus. Although now I'm doing it the second time. I'm like, Pia said something to me that was so snotty and I couldn't, I can't even remember what it was, but Asmi was in the room, Pia stormed off and as me goes, mm, and I was like, yeah, here we go. It's, uh-huh. and it it's doesn't funny. even phase me now. I'm like, all right, whatever. So how did you deal with that? How did you how did you figure out how to regulate yourself in response to the triggers and to the, you know, teenage stuff and to all of it? When Esme turned 12, I could see it immediately started happening. And I was like, holy, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. This piece in parenting stuff isn't working anymore. I'm doing something wrong. And so I went deep into like, Research, reading, listening to Patty Whitfler talk a lot about adolescence, reading books about adolescence, and I just really realized like this is these are big girl tantrums, mm. these are big girl feelings, and I tried to take the same stance that I took during the tantrums when they were eight and nine and ten that I took during the sassiness and the back talk. I just tried to adopt that same, and it was actually it's the same. I just, I couldn't, I thought you're big, you should not be doing this. You should Mm -hmm. be able to self-regulate. And, and when I changed my, it was all me once again, you know, when I could change my mindset and revert back to, Oh, this is just a tantrum. I'm listening to the feelings, even though they're like, I hate you. You're mean, just trying to like, say that's them, not me. Right. I mean, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Oh, this is a big girl tantrum. It's just, it just shows itself differently. Yeah. They're big. They, they you think so it shouldn't be come at it with kindness and empathy mm-hmm. um, and, and try not to take it personally. Whenever, as me said for a little while there, and I still use it sometimes is whenever, as me said something unkind, I would just like be like, Oh, looks like you need a hug. Right. It was my way to change my mindset. Right. Even if it, she didn't want one, or even if, right. if it didn't necessarily quote unquote work, it changed my right shift. It shifted right. my mindset to say, Oh, I'm going to become with affection. That right. makes me feel better. In show this you love interaction. Yeah. It just softened me. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. about her. Mm-hmm. That's so good. It's so, that's so good to just soften. Cause it's so triggering. Oh my it God. It's so triggering. So it just makes me want to explode. Sometimes it makes me want to slap somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, Craig has a really hard piece, a really hard time with that piece. It's disrespect, right? It's the whole idea. Like they're disrespectful. They're going to be disrespectful. I will not allow my child to be disrespectful. And you're like, if you can let that go, it would would benefit you if you can let that go. It would really help you feel better. Right. And it's the same thing. They'll do that to us, but they won't do that out in the real world. They know enough not to do that into their friends, to their teachers, to anybody. Well, not only that, they're not safe. You are going to love Harper no matter what she says to you. And she knows that. Yeah. That's why she says all the well, And it's work. her way of getting it out, right? It's her way of trying yeah. to figure out how to self-regulate. Yeah. And it's all how she's feeling inside. She's yeah. saying how she feels inside, but she's Projecting. directing it at you. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not pretty. No, it's, it's not pretty. Not, this is not pretty. No, this is not pretty. This is mom not said once to her. This is not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is not pretty. Mm-mm. No. no. <laughs> okay. One last thing. I think we really need to say like, most days when we talk about parenting, we just want to say like, I wanna leave. I right. I just wanna yeah. like, I, I don't want to do this work. Yes. It's hard. And for anybody out there thinking, like, oh, we're doing it so perfect and we're connected. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh-uh. It's I'm... hard and I mess up still and I don't want to be here a lot of the time. I just wanna to go to Hawaii. Oh my God, totally. And just leave it all behind. I mm-hmm. mean, that is the fantasy. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a fantasy, but yes. And then we'll leave and then we'll be sad. Exactly. The guilt that would come with that would just be, I mean, it would be unbearable, but. Yeah. But I do think it is important to have breaks Mm -hmm. and to get away and to have weekends with your friends and weekends with your partners and, you know, to take space and time is really, really crucial for my survival. Agreed. I think more and more now I don't need it as much, which is interesting. And I've just come to this realization, like, I don't need to say this. I'm going to knock on wood. They're so much easier now. Yeah. You've been saying that for years. I don't know if it's the parenting or if it's just me. I think it's just me feeling okay. Comfortable. Yeah. No, I mean, not all the time. I have my days where I've done shamed and said the wrong yeah. thing and been a jerk and whatever. But I yeah. also can forgive myself a lot easier, too. I don't know what it is, but I've I don't know. I think that's lovely. And that is something to aspire to for me, like to just get to a place where it doesn't feel overwhelming to do it. Yeah. You know, to just feel like, OK, I, I've got this. It's all good. It's going to be OK, even if I make a mistake. Mm hmm you know, and to not let it all be so big and heavy and emotional. Yeah. Yeah. But processing our own stuff. I mean, God goes back to that too. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Claudia. I really appreciate you coming on. Welcome, Michelle. I'm super proud of you for all the good work you're doing. And you've helped me so much in my parenting existence. And I'm super grateful for all that you have shown and taught and supported me with. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, I get it back in lots of ways. Mm. Okay, Claudia, thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting podcast, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Okay, love you, Michelle. I talk soon. Thanks for joining me and Claudia in this special conversation. And I look forward to seeing you next week when I talk to an IG follower all about how she deals with her young child's social life and trying to intervene in just the right way. Hope to see you next week and also on our social media channels, both Facebook and Instagram.